GM there we go. So there is a whole science behind it. So we'll run through some of that, but then we're going to do some really practical stuff. So you'll have seen the post this morning, um, and I'll just let people in. You'll see the post this morning, and every day we're going to look at one of the positive emotions that contribute to overall um, happiness and why it makes you happy. So, 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 pop in the chat, what does happiness mean to you? So, if, I, if someone had never been happy in their life and you were trying to describe to them what happiness was, what would you say? So we've got four of you on here. Let's all put something in the chat about what happiness means to you. And you might be surprised by the response. I don't think Gemma can get on the audio. Worry-free, Lisa, yeah. What else? It's quite a difficult question, isn't it? Peace of mind. We've also got Michelle smiling, smiling. Yep, it's hard not to smile when if you're happy. Um, although you can fake it till you make it, can you? But I reckon I can suss a fake smile a mile off. I reckon I can suss it out. Lighthearted. Yep. So for me, I had a whole load of this. I want to be happy. Well, what does that actually mean, and what does it look like? And what does your day look like if you're happy? What are you doing? Who are you with? All these kinds of things. For me, it's feeling content. That's the word that I use. I'm just content. So it kind of goes in with all of the things that you have said. So I'm worry-free. Um, I've got peace of mind. I feel lighthearted. There's no drama, struggles, stresses. Um, and if there is, you're capable and resilient enough to deal with them. Because again, it's one of those things. If you were never sad you would never appreciate when you were happy. So it's kind of like the yin and the yang. Like, so if you were never sad again, you were just jolly and happy all the time, you wouldn't get that joy of feeling happy as much as you do when you've had the opposite. So it is normal for this to fluctuate. Nobody is happy all day, every day. Nobody. You might pretend you are, but you're not. So, um, yeah, content. So it's not the skipping through meadows and it's not the woohoo all the time that's not what happiness is to me it's just feeling content happy pretty much all the things that you said comfortable in yourself all these things that you've said all tie in with that so when you're thinking about being happy it's reframing that from what you would maybe see like the happy families and I mean we all have little niggles and arguments just an argument with Cora about what racist is so part of our homework is to write um research a, a black person in history and she thinks that's racist because you're called them black. Anyway, so we have our arguments, we have our bickerness, but everybody's fairly content and everybody gets on fine the majority of the time. Apart from when you've been working all day and you come in, there's dishes piled in the sink. Apart from then, apart from then. Killer. So, once you know what happiness is, how would you rate your current happiness level? So one is not at all and 10 is super happy. Where would you put your current happiness level? So again, I'll give you an example of I am pooped. <laughs> Jen, still got another week on holiday. We've been away dance comping all weekend, but very little sleep. But I still feel quite content. I'm quite happy doing all the classes at the gym. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm a little bit stressed, a little bit tired. A few of the admin things are getting on top of me. I've not had the same time that I normally have. But I'm still quite content. So our life's not perfect just now. Uh, me and James are just kind of passing each other. I'm still quite content. It's fine. It's all right. I can deal with it. 
So it's looking at that. So although on the surface of it, things are quite stressful and tiring, I would probably put myself around a seven. I think a good night's sleep would put me up to an eight or a nine. <laughs> good night's sleep would be amazing. So Lisa two, Michelle's a five or a six. So let's see if we can change that this week. Uh, Gemma's a nine. Who else? Who else? We've got Trish. Can you comment? Oh, there she is. Two. All right. You've been poorly. <laughs> so like I, I said to you in your feedback, it's perfectly normal to feel utterly sorry for yourself when you've been poorly. I am the world's worst person, like a three-year-old. Um, so we're going to rate this again at the end of the week and see if we can put some things in that's going to bump the needle up a wee bit. I mean, Gemma's just going to be off the chart. But try and bump that up a bit. What would be your ideal? So if you're at a two just now, what would be your ideal? So maybe like a nines feels unachievable at the moment. Where would be a good first stepping stone to feel like, oh, I'm happier? Where would that be? A seven. And then Trish, what would need to happen or change for you to be a seven? Such a, I've been shouting all week. It's <laughs> such a joyful. Would it be circumstances? You'd be fine with a neutral five at the moment. And that's good because that's three points up from where you are, Lisa. So that's good. And I would say that's achievable. If you're sitting at a two and you're like, I want to be a 10, that's not going to be a couple of weeks' work, is it? That's 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 a lot longer than that. But a five would be fantastic. So let's see if we can get you there. Let's see if we can get you there. I'm going to put on a quiz um, onto the group. It's not something to do in a life because it takes a little bit of time. There's about 20-odd questions in it. And it's kind of like um, asking you various questions. You'll get a score at the end, and it gives you your happiness rating. Now, the average, I think, is 4.4, which is quite a shame, isn't it? If it's 1 to 10, the average is 4.4. Don't worry if you're lower than that. Don't worry if you're higher than that. That's just the average. Obviously, there's people on each side of that. But that's your marker. And then you can do the test again at the end of the six weeks and see if we've made a little dent in that. So... Five things that tie into your happiness. Positive emotions, so feeling positive emotions. So generally, if you are sad, there's lots of negative emotions. There might be positive things that happen, but you're unable to feel positively about them because you're, there's so many other negative things happening. Your health, taking care of your body and soul. Social connection is huge, which is why we have a bit of flexibility in the nutrition plan because being sociable in our family is eating. That's what you do. Any any occasion, it's eating. It's a big meal. There's a big social connection about that. Meaning and purpose. So having goals. So the majority of people who have got clinical depression um, will generally be unemployed or in low-paid jobs. So the meaning and purpose that they have is less. So if you're unemployed, you've no reason to get up. You've no reason to go about your day. Um and if then they get stuck in a rut, I used to work with long-term unemployed people and you can see this just became their life and you could see when then when they went into work, how it changed. Now you might have some other meaning and purpose in your life, it doesn't have to be paid work. But if you have got a goal, meaning and purpose, you see a lot of people who um, work for charities for free and they've got huge meaning and purpose because what they do is very meaningful to them. So it doesn't have to be paid work, but just in general, <clears throat> long-term unemployed people, the majority will have depression or anxiety and gratitude and optimism which sounds a bit pink and fluffy but I think you guys are all a wee bit pink and fluffy anyway but feeling grateful for the things that you do have on your worst days 
if you can end the day by writing a few things that you're grateful for, whether that it's you've got a warm bed, that you've got a house, you've got running water coming out your tap. We had our water cut off, um, it was about a month or so ago now, um, for a day. And oh my God, like how much do you, you just go off like, oh, I can't afford the care. Off, oh, I can't flush the toilet. Can't go for a poo. Just can't flush the toilet. All these things that you just completely take for granted. Um, your health, Trish, like being able to go out for a walk and enjoy it and not feel like you're breathing out your backside because you've got COVID. All these things that we take for granted. And that's a good thing around training is remembering that you get to do this. You get to go and train. Some people don't. Some people can't. Physically, mentally, whatever it is, some people can't train. You've got a choice. And being grateful for that. So sometimes I write gratitude down every morning. I tend to do it in the morning because if I try to write at night, I'd probably get three words out and fall asleep. But I write it every morning. Some days it's a struggle. I'll be honest, but you've got to find the smallest things to be grateful. The fact that your lungs work. Some people's lungs don't work. Do you know all these things? Oh, your body works away for you. Doing all these magical things all day long without you having to do anything. Um, and keeps you alive. And being optimistic. So if you're optimistic about the future then you more hope, and there's a whole um, part of the positive psychology about the hope theory and why we covered it a wee bit in goal setting, but why feeling hopeful about the future leads into your happiness. So feeling grateful and optimistic. Now, you're not going to tick all five of these boxes every single day, but if we can tap into some of these, then you can find your way to bump that score up, that happiness score up. So each day for this week, we're going to cover each of these in more detail. So we're going to look at positive emotions. We're going to look at your health, social connections, meaning and purpose, your goals. And that can be anything. It can be absolutely anything. Um, mine have changed a lot over the years. A lot, a lot. Having kids, that changes everything, doesn't it? Because it's no longer about you and your goal and purpose becomes about your kids. Chorus dancing is a prime example. That meaning and purpose around that. It's not my world. I don't like it. <laughs> But I, she's got a passion and a joy and I want to to help her go on with that. And so I have a meaning and purpose around that because she's flourishing doing it. Um, so although it's not my thing I would choose a goal in, it has a huge meaning and purpose. So it helps me sit at nine o'clock on a Saturday night curling bloody hair extensions. So positive emotions. 50% of your of your emotions that you have are predetermined, so they're genetic. So you know you have naturally happy people and you have naturally negative people. So my mother-in-law is a very negative person. She will find a negative in anything, anything. And she'll write this really negative story about what's going to happen if we go out for dinner, we'll never get parked. And it'll probably be really busy and we'll probably take ages to get served. She writes this whole story before we even get there. And I'm like, oh, you've just sucked the joy out of it before we've even gone. I used to work with a girl who was naturally very happy. <laughs> Ooh, sometimes I'd be like, go and just complain about something. She was just happy all the time. So it's predetermined. 10% of your emotions, and it's only 10%, are what your things that have affected you externally. So your external circumstances, things that have happened to you during your life, nasty things that people have said, horrible things that have happened to you. That only accounts for 10%. So 50% predetermined, 10% of what happens to you as you grow up. And we all have either big traumas or little traumas of things that have happened to you growing up. But only 10% of that. So you'll know that you've had two people who have had shitty lives. And one has went, no, okay, I'm just going to go and like ruin my life and then end up taking drugs or whatever, going down that road. And then others have went, I've had a shitty life, but you know what? I'm going to make something of myself. So you can have the same two situations, but people's mindset take them in different directions. So that leaves a huge 40% of your emotions that you can control. You can have some element of control over by implementing things um, to 
increase the amount of positive emotions you have. Uh, Lisa saying that was me when you had been signed off for three years. Yeah. So uh, again, um, this is my personal opinion. I am not a doctor. I have been signed off in the past because of my mental health. It did me no favours whatsoever. Like say, I got up, I had nothing to do. I was, I could just, and this is me personally, this isn't, you might have your own experiences, but it just gave me time to sit and wallow in my negative thoughts. There was no positive anything in my life. And then you feel like a bit of a failure because you've been signed off work and you, you, you can't go to work and I can't even do that. It had a very negative effect on me. Getting back to work was probably one of the best things I could do. Obviously, there's times when you shouldn't be at work. Um, so having positive emotions, obviously, lead in to your overall well-being and happiness. I'm not going to read this word to word for you. But it builds into everything, so it makes you more resilient. You can build more resources. You'll most likely be more successful. You'll be more optimistic, more open, more accepting, and more driven by your purpose. So when we talked about having a really strong why as to why you've rocked up to this six-week challenge, why? Why are you here? It needs to be a big important reason and it's never that I want to lose half stone it's never that it's I want to lose half stone because I want to feel good in my clothes I want to like what I see in the mirror I want to run about with the kids do you know I want to be here for a long time to see my grandkids it could be one of those reasons um positively increases your chances of success I see the time and time again on the groups if people come in and go do you know what I am bloody doing this and this might get in the way that might get in the way but there's always a way around it and um, they're always more successful Always more success. People that come in and say, oh, it's going to be too hard. I'm not sure I should have signed up. I'm not. Like, I just can't do it. They can't. Remember that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. It's 100% true, true. Also impacts your social relationships. You feel included. You feel more generous. You feel more helpful. I know when I'm a little bit ratty or tired or hungry or whatever it is, not the best version of me, I can be a bit bitchy. I can, I'm not as um, empathetic. Um, I'm not as caring. I'm just like, oh, do you know what? And I'll use James as a prime example. Like, I'm just like, do you know, I'm just not a nicer person in that version of myself. So when you're feeling more positive, I'm a much nicer person. person. I can be empathetic. I was like, it's fine, I'll take care of it. But I'm not my best version and I'm feeling negative and whatever it might be. I'm like, no, you do your fair share. I'm, I'm not a reasonable person. So the more positive you feel, the more positive emotions you have, less conflicts, um, and feeling more generous. They have an impact on the way your brain performs as well. So it's contagious. Positivity is contagious, but so is negativity. So you can think about the people that you hang about with as well. And more than one of you have had this conversation about um, friends not being altogether supportive or kind of attempting to sabotage things as well. Um, you can have more control over your life if you are positive about your journey and you don't let anybody else trample on that positivity. Um, there's been at least three of you in this group and there's been about four in the other group that in the last what, month, they've had close friends or family members trying to sabotage um, their efforts. You stick in your own head and you stick with the positive emotions and when you can control that, um, then you are more likely to succeed in anything. Obviously we're talking about Fallos journeys here, but it can be in anything. When I was starting my business, nobody thought I could do it. I had no support doing this. James wasn't um, not supportive. He was trying to protect me, saying, look, I don't think you'll be able to do that the way you're wanting to do it. I, like, that's not how Jim's run. 
And I was like, no, but, but I'm going to do it. Like, and I was certain and I had that goal and vision and purpose and I was going to do it. So I did that despite other people having a not positive view on it. But if I was feeling negative about it, I would easily have taken that on. So you would be more likely to succeed. You'll see more opportunities than barriers. All right, this is not anything you don't know. However, let's move on to the bit that we're going to concentrate on this week. 10 types of positive emotions. So amused, fun-loving or silly. All wonder or amazement. Grateful, appreciative or thankful. Hopeful, optimistic or encouraged. Inspired, uplifted or elevated. Interested, alert or curious. Joyful, glad or happy. Love, closeness or trust. Proud, confident or self-assured. And serene, content or peaceful, which is what we're talking about at the beginning of, of what happiness means. What are the ones that stick out to you? What ones do you think are the most important to you? Give me three that are most important to you. Obviously, you're not going to feel all these things all the time. There'll be things that you think, oh, when I am fun-loving and silly, that's when I'm really happy. Or when I'm feeling grateful, that's when I'm really happy. So what are your top three? That just Don't overthink this. Just kind of top down, pop down your top three. I'm having to read the numbers. Appreciative, St. Gemma. Um, Trisha's grateful, hopeful, and love, closeness, and trust. Michelle is grateful, love, closeness, trust, proud, confident, self-assured. Okay. Now, out of these, Lisa, amused, fun, loving, and silly, um, inspired, uplifted, or elevated, and love, closeness, or trust. That's a common one, isn't it, for everybody? So out of these, go on, let's say, the last month. What are the three that you've experienced the least? <laughs> Don't worry, Sarah. Needed a little soak in the bath after that class. Oh no. Is everybody frozen? Are we back? Did I go away and come back again? All right, 10 for Gemma, serene, content, and peaceful. Trisha's a one, seven, and eight. All right. So 10, Gemma, is that the one that you feel least? Is that right? Serene, content, or peaceful? One, seven, and eight, yeah. Four and seven for hopeful, optimistic, encouraged. Seven, glad, joyful, glad, or happy. Okay. Now, so uh, this was an eye-opener for me when I did this, an absolute eye-opener, because the one that I had experienced the least was number one, amused, fun-loving, and silly. Now, like I used to, that's what I got in trouble at school for, was giggling. That's what me and my friend used to do, is like giggle until you were making snorting noises and, you know, the bit where you can't breathe. Actually, we'll come back from the dance club yesterday and the two girls were overtired, but they were laughing like that. And I thought, when was the last time? Like, I laughed like that when they, you can't, you're trying to talk. And you can't talk because you're laughing so much. Um, and for me, it was amused, fun, love, and silly. Everything got very serious. Everything was really serious. I was too busy. I didn't have enough time. And I thought, I need to change that. Like, I have Cora, who's bonkers. Bonkers. I have it on tap here if I want it. Um, and I wasn't engaging with it because I was very serious all the time. And I made a huge effort. So it was two years ago I did this course. I made a huge effort then just to look on the, the bright side of things, try and find enjoyment and amusement in anything. Um, 
we started shipping the wallpaper in the dining room just after lockdown lifted and not realising that, that this house was built in the 1800s, that I think that every person wallpaper just wallpapered over the top of it since 1830. And it took us, eight, like, ages, ages, days. And there was five of us doing it, and it took us forever. And we just got so silly doing it. Like, we had 80s tunes on. Like, there was a job that needed done, and I could have gone through it complaining and moaning about how shit it was at Osher. But we made it fun. We had to do it, we made it fun. It was two or three of the best last days of the best last I've had with the workies that my pal came down with her stripper and it was just, you know, it was great fun, great fun, but it was a shitty job, but we made it fun. Um, and how can you do bits like that? Like if you've got a really shit job that you hate doing, how can you make it fun? Sticky these tunes on, that's your answer. Oh, it always works. So for the ones that you feel the least, Take me five minutes just now and have a think about how you could increase the opportunities in your life to, for them to happen. So if it was fun, loving and, and silly, how could you increase the frequency of that? So just let your mind wander, Be have ideas that would, that would work for you. So if you're thinking, all right, I'll roll about the floor with my kids, but I actually don't want to do that, that's not going to be it. What would be, what would it be? I've got a friend to go walking with on a Wednesday normally, and we talk nonsense, and we put the world to right, and we giggle at nonsense. I mean, if you heard the conversations, it would just be probably get committed. But it's funny, and I always come back feeling amazing from those walks. And it ties in another one. So one that's uh, big for me is wonder and awe, or wonder and amazement. So sunrise has that for me. I could watch sunrise every single day and be over impressed with it like everyone were like oh look here she comes and so I get a walk I get outside I get daylight I get fresh air I get a sunrise and I get giggling and it's the best morning of the week <laughs> so it's the only morning I'm not in the gym and I'm up at five to get out for a walk with Fiona but how could you encompass more opportunities of the, the positive emotions that you feel the least pop some ideas in the chat so for me, I recommitted to going for that walk because we were kind of letting it slip a little bit and, oh, I'm, I've got to go to work early. And, and we recommitted to each other. I was like, no, no, no matter what, nothing happens at half six in the morning at six o'clock. Let's go for a walk. Even if it's half an hour, let's go for a walk and see the sunrise. Although I have to say, the spectacular sunrises have been lacking this year. I seem to have a phone full of them from last year, but I miss them every, every morning this time. How could you increase that? Difficult, isn't it? We're dancing, get all about to come through the roof any minute. Sit still for five minutes and take in the world. Absolutely zip reason you can't do that. You can, you can do that literally anywhere, can't you? Anywhere. And this is the thing that people always say on holiday. I love sitting people watching. When do you ever do that at home? Unless there's a drama somewhere and you're stopping to look. But you know when you're on holiday and you sit with your shades on, you just watch people. Never do that at home, do you? Never ever. But yeah, stopping for five minutes on your walk, forgetting about getting your steps and just sitting down. Um, I did a, a 10K when I ran years ago. I was very competitive with it. Um, and I was always trying to get the best time every time we went out. And I remember it was beautiful sunrise. And I stopped and I sat down, stopped my watch, sat down for 10 minutes. And I was just like, I'm just taking it all in. This is spectacular. And do you know what was really weird? About three folks stopped asking if I was all right. 
I'm like, yes, I'm wonderful. I'm just sitting, watching nature. Because it was weird to see someone just sitting there. Have a good, exhausted feeling of getting to bed knowing you've had a fulfilling, productive day. I like that as well, Lisa, I have to say. That is a sticky wicket as well, though. Um, because describing productive, I think you are, are quite similar on this, describing what productive is. So productive isn't working yourself to the bone and doing absolutely everything, um, which is sometimes where I get to, because it feels good to be productive, I become overproductive in an attempt to feel good. So just keep an eye on that one. You might not be the same as me, but I know that's something that I just have to keep an eye on. Um, you just said you best hour outdoors with an eight-year-old niece. We jumped up on walls, told jokes, jumped in puddles, and we're on a swing. Um, you would have done that a month ago and would have sat on the bench and watched or come home to bed. Yes. Love, I love that. That is brilliant, Michelle. Um, and how much, I think we forget how much joy kids can bring, can't we? Especially if you're a parent as well. <clears throat> And you deal with them all the time. <laughs> please go away. Please go away. Um, but you forget that if you sit and actually talk to them, it's, it's hilarious, especially at that age. When, and we, that age and a wee bit younger, when they just have all these mental ideas, it's great fun. So that's brilliant. I bet you feel amazing for it. I bet you feel absolutely amazing for it. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, I can't. My cursor's not working. Go. Cool. There we are. Um, you did that on Saturday and watched the waves. Um, you do Fergus, not so much. No, I can't relax if I've got the dog with me. I am. Um, I'm too busy wondering what she's doing. Too busy doing this to find out what's happening. Um, I, on my birthday, we always go down and do yoga at sunrise. So I'm mean, at summer birthday, um, and I never take the dog with me because it's not people. I can't hear the stupid dog about you. But yeah, absolutely, I love that Michelle. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're the same, Lisa. I'm assuming you're saying about becoming overproductive because then. It's the most unproductive thing you've done then, really, isn't it? Because you're going to wake up the next day exhausted and have the most unproductive day. And if your marker of success is that you've had a productive day and then you don't the next day, we end up in this terrible loop. Done it a million times. Um, but take some time to do this afterwards. How can you get more and more of those opportunities of joy and try and get 15 ideas? So you've literally got a handbook of how to feel happy. So when you feel shit, you can get a little handbook and go, right, so when I've spoken to you about emotional eating before and I've said, right, you do one thing positive before you make that decision to emotional eat, you've got 15 ideas here. 15 ideas of things you can do. Make them as simple and as accessible as you can. Um, go for a walk. Always does it for me. Bad mood, stomp it off. Tired, go for a walk, come back energised. Always, always. So what little positive, positive, start again, Fiona. Positivity boosters could you put into your day? So if you had three or four things that you did every day that you could pepper it throughout your day, then even if you're having a terrible day, let's say you're at one or a two in, in, on the same day of the week, you can bump that up a wee bit to a three or four. It might fall back down again, but you're going to bump it up again by having these little positivity boosters. What are the things that make you smile? What makes you smile? The dog. I wish I could say the same. Sometimes, sometimes when she's sleeping. Your kids. Decorating. Oh, Lisa, you're welcome around here. This is the last room that needs done in here. I need to get rid of these red walls. Designing, being artistic. Um, oh, a fresh made bed, Trish. Amazing. Amazing. A clean house with a fresh bed. Washed hair, 
clean jammies. Obviously, that is not happening tonight. You can tell by the head. Um, sleep. A good sleep, Michelle. This is terrible, but James is going away for the night tomorrow night and I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to have the best sleep ever. Yeah, a good sleep. Um, oh, Lisa, walk in the rain. I wish I liked walking in the rain. I don't. But yeah, I mean, is there any that you've been out and you've got soaked and you think, well, I'm wet anyway. Um, but yeah, I have done it, but I wouldn't choose to do it. So all these things, obviously we can't magic up rain, Lisa, um, but all these things, so when you're feeling a bit crap, Trish, you can be grateful for your dog, he can make you smile, um, you can kind of refocus on your kids, and Gemma, being a mum's really hard, and I think sometimes it'll get to everyone, but just remembering, like, I've got pretty awesome kids. I have got pretty awesome kids. Um, so what, what do you do that you really enjoy that you don't do very often? What's the thing that you think, even if you think back to when you were a kid, what was the thing where like, you're just in that, you're not thinking about anything else, you are just the very best version of you. Read in. Creating. There you go, Lisa. We just need to get you a little like rain hut and have you with all your paints and yeah, just be on fire. Mine was horse riding. The, that's when I felt absolutely free and happy when I was, somebody asked me the question and I just had to come up with the first thing that came in my head. Um, and it was galloping on the back of a horse. And you say, when was the last time you did that? And it was like years ago, years ago. And I thought, I need to make that more of a habit because you can't think about much when you're going hell for leather and across the field on a horse's back. You can't be worrying about what you're going to have for tea or that I never updated someone's training. Or, you, know, you can't be worrying about that. You're just in the moment. Um, singing a dance, rubbish it out, but I love both. I'm told I'm rubbish it out, but I disagree. I disagree. Um, sing along to the tunes from all the decades, yes. Yes. Um, again, like, the shitty jobs, I hate housework, hate it. I will find my cheesiest playlist, the songs that I've not listened to for years, and music is a huge thing as well. So finding the songs, do you know when it comes on the radio and you're like, oh my God, I love that song. You've not listened to it for years. Um, oh yeah, on a, a road trip on your own, so I can sing to my heart's content. I've not got kids arguing in the background. So have a wee think about all these. So it could be like your favourite song, just song that comes on that makes you smile. Have that on tap. Play it first thing in the morning. Um, Lisa, music, everything. I'm terrible for tanking a bad day. With, terrible for tanking a bad day with music. Yep. Go and just remember, be mindful of what music you listen to. There's wallowing music, isn't there? Like the sad, sad music, or there's the uplifting music. Um, have we think? I always remember being a teenager having a. It was a. It was tape because I'm old, and it was all the love compilations. And I was probably just being dumped or something. I can't even remember. But just sit and listen to them and proper going into that uh, valley of despair. That pity party for one. Listening to all the music. Be careful what you're listening for. So. Think about little rituals that you can put into your day. Have one where you, first thing when you wake up, one where, like, where you're driving to work or like that can be your music or whatever, however you transition into your work day. Obviously, a lot of people work at home. It might be while you're in the shower or while you're getting ready. But if you start then Jericho, oh, then Jericho, Mark Shaw, well, then Jericho. Um, <laughs> it just made me smile there. I'm going to listen to that after we come off this call. 
Um, I'm going to post it on the groups and see if anybody remembers it. Just me and Trish. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you did something that sparked joy as soon as you got up, no matter how you feel. So that's where the um, the morning gratitude comes in for me. So I can be feeling terrible. So if I'm feeling tired and I've got a busy day, I write myself a story. You know, we've spoken before writing stories about how terrible the day is going to be, how tired I'm going to be how much I can't wait for it to be bedtime. And if I flip that and say, look, I'm really lucky to have all these clients. I'm really lucky to have to have put on all these classes. It changes it. It changes it completely. So if you can pepper in three things, so let's say you get up and write a really quick gratitude list. It might not be that. It might be to go for a walk. It might be to go and watch sunrise. Whatever it is, but something that makes you smile first thing, something while you're getting into your work day, so transitioning from morning routine to to go to your work day and then before you go to your bed think about when you could do this so when are the times in your life when you've got that think about negative emotions so it might be going to work you might hate your job um it might be a particular job you've got to do at work how can you combat like or kind of even out these feelings by implementing your positivity booster so the same example of like stripping that bloody wallpaper i will never strip wallpaper in my life ever again after that experience but we stuck in some 80s tunes and we were just started being really silly. So that was a negative, like I was just like, oh my God, it delayed everything. I had to pay the pay the guys that were doing the kitchen even more. And like it just, it was a disaster. But we made it, we made it a bit of fun. So how can you have something that evokes negative emotions? How can we use positivity boosters to either balance it out or make it into a more positive thing? Um, and then have little cues throughout the day. So it might be that you get up, you're boiling the kettle to make your coffee and you're going to have your wee notebook and write down three things you're grateful for. Um, getting into the car might be to take a few deep breaths. It might be to put on an audiobook. It might be to put on the Den Jericho album, which I'm sure I've got somewhere. Um, it might be whatever it is, your 80s tunes. It might be your hardcore rave. Whatever it is, whatever it is that gets you, lifts that mood up. So you've started your day on a forward footing. But have a plan for it. Just like we've got a plan for nutrition, we've got a plan for everything. Don't just think... Ah, it will happen. And one thing I notice about myself when I wake up in a grump, I really don't want to do my gratitude. And that's the day I absolutely have to do my gratitude. Absolutely have to. It's not the day to skip it. I'll do it tomorrow. No, that's the day when I need it more. If I wake up all happy and in great moods and feeling grateful for anything, that's that's easy. So how can you put we positive boosters in all the way throughout your day? Just like drinking your two liters of water throughout the day. You do it in wee bits and bobs. You don't hopefully hopefully don't drink your two liters all at once. Same thing with the positivity boosters. How can you hop them out through the day? Does anybody have any questions, observations, anything at all around implementing things to give yourself some more positive emotions this week? It's not pink and fluffy. It's actually pretty cool. Unmute, type something, whatever you want to do. I love this week because you'll get loads of revelations. So we're still going to have a nutrition in the train and everything ticking along in the background. It's not a week off that at all. This is like the icing on the cake. Um, I really love this week. There's so many, and you'll feel, because there's so many positive statements and you'll see people thinking, oh, oh, I forgot I like this. Or let's share our cheesiest tunes. Let's do that. But do you know what? It's a really good vibe. And that lifts you up as well. That lifts you up as well. It's like going to the gym. I'm so, so tired tonight. I had planned, I had 20 minutes of a little nana nap before school and I thought I'll walk the dog first and she rolled in shit. So my nana nap became my dog bath. I hear you. My dog doesn't make me happy. 
uh, 20 minutes, that's all I was going to manage today. Nope. Fairy liquid in a hose in the back garden instead. Um, yes, happy playlist, Trish. Absolutely. And then keep adding to it. I often find when I'm looking for music for the gym, there's songs that like I would never play in the gym because people will like I try and play a fuse and they tell me it's shit. They tell me it's not. Um Bon Jovi stays in there though. Uh, but yeah, happy playlist, cheesy tunes, uplifting tunes, things that make you feel um that Natalie Imbruglia song, Torn. I love that. I can get right into that, singing that. All these songs, let's do that. Let's make a, a six-week challenge, happy playlist. Do that. Um, but yeah, all these things that um, come in and feed out the way. And then I know when I'm a happier person, everybody else around me, like it, it's ripple effect, isn't it? Just like negativity breeds, positivity breeds as well. So that happy, happy, happy girl that I sat next to work, I mean, there were some days where I'd be like, shh. <laughs> but that spilled over onto me. It was very hard to be grumpy when she was around. So let's see if we can ripple effect everybody here. So you'll do your own work and you'll make everybody else a wee bit happier as well. Right. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you want to be happier and you want more results, let's make the changes that we need to do. Um, yeah, Gemma, same thing. Same thing. And I, when you're not in a good mood, I bet you feel guilty. You walk out of a room, you'll have a stroke and walk out of a room and then feel guilty. I do. I'm like, oh, Fiona, you're an arse. And then what's wrong? Just have some fun. Pile <laughs> dishes and um, Yeah. So happy Gemma. Happier kids, happier husband, happy life. No pressure, Gemma. That's all on you. <laughs> be careful not to take the responsibility for that as well, though. They, they, can, they can be in control of their positive emotions too. You can and you will. Let's do it, especially you guys who are down at the lower end of the scale. Um, Gemma's only got a wee bit of work to do this week. She's flying. But the guys at the lower end of the scale, let's see if we can do the work this week and, and take the vibe off the group. Anybody got any questions, comments, anything about anything at all, not necessarily about being super happy? My mind's just thinking about music. We had a conversation at the fight night at our table about you know, when the fighters come in, they play, they've got like their fight song that they come out to. And we were like, what would your fight song be? It might be the warm rap. <laughs> totally put them off. That Dave in the background there, Gemma. He's beautiful, by the way. I've not seen him. I just saw that picture today. Dave the dog. <laughs> Fluffy. Nobody got any questions? All right. We know what we need to do this week. But you can, you, you remember that 40% that you've got control of? 50% will be that you were born naturally happy, naturally, naturally positive, naturally negative. Can't change that. 10% is what's happened to you. 40% is within your control. So let's grab that 40% this week. All right. I will catch up with you all this week. Hopefully see you in class. Anything you need, you know exactly where I am. Give me a shout. All right. I'm away to put my head on the pillow. Have a good evening. Speak to you all soon. Take care. Bye.